I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here with the uh, subject of a documentary, the author of 16 books, her latest being The Choice. And right prior to that, uh, before the Alamo, right back to back novels, just uh, incredible. 16 altogether. She's the subject, like I said, of a documentary and uh, and so many uh, so many radio shows prior to becoming her own host. And if you look her up under uh, Florence Byham, uh, Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg, you'll you'll certainly find all of her books, but you'll find them sooner than that. Uh, but without further ado, let me introduce Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg. How are you, Dr. Weinberg? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Well, uh, listen, I, how is how is Twitter doing? How about that? Uh, that's a big topic uh, nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> and Elon <laughs> Musk is uh, is is a hot name, and his name is trending, and everything else. How is that all going? Well, it is one more uh, step in the wrong direction, in my opinion. Uh, I would like to talk about dark money altogether, and then come back to Elon Musk yep. at the end. Um, well, yeah, because farm, dark, dark you, money is really taking over the United States and the government. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, let, let's give a definition of dark money for those who who are listening, who who might be like, hmm, dark money. Uh, what's what's a definition of dark money? Yes. Uh, well, dark money is um, spending by. Uh, it's political spending by nonprofit organizations. For example, they're called 501c organizations. So social welfare organizations, unions, and um, uh, trade association groups. Uh, none of those are required to disclose their donors. Everybody else uh, is required to do so, and this obtains since 1976. There was a case called Buckley versus Vallejo when the Supreme Court laid out the difference between electioneering, and if you're electioneering, you have to uh, have to reveal your donors and issue advocacy. And the two, the two are so close that it took the Supreme Court a lot of work to define the difference between the two. But these five, uh, 501c uh, organizations uh, claim that they are issue advocacy organizations, and therefore they can donate as much money secretly as they please. And uh, the history of that... Uh, it uh, it started, of course, in 1976, and it it just ballooned so that um, uh, decades later, actually, but uh, in 2006, uh, there was uh, less than 5.2 million dollars secretly donated, mainly to the Republicans by the very wealthy. And then it went in 2000, it jumped. By 2012, it was $300 million. Wow. And then, let's see, 
of course, uh, in 2010, I should say that the, the Supreme Court had the Citizens United. Uh, so it was Citizens United versus the FEC. It was a big case, and uh, Citizens United was uh, the title that big corporations gave themselves, and they won the case. So now big corporations are also, since since they have been defined as being the same since they're united as one individual, they go under the same rules as one individual. So they, too, uh, are pretty close to, to uh, 501c status. Uh, corporations can spend whatever they want to spend on elections. Okay, so we headed up to $300 million in 2012, um, and then, of course, it jumped uh, astronomically, um, so that by uh, 2020, it was more than $1 billion in undisclosed spending. And interestingly enough, that he... Uh, um, the Democrats uh, have complained all along that uh, big money spent by people like, uh, uh, well, like Elon Musk, for, for one. We'll get back to him in a little while. The Koch brothers, Koch brothers, I think they're called in English. Koch is the German pronunciation of that name and Rupert Murdoch, and so on. Uh, people like that, the Democrats have been holding them up as uh, solely responsible for this dark money wave, whereas uh, the Democrats actually realized that they could not um, avoid collecting dark money themselves. And so they have, they have gone into it in a big way so that they actually outspent the Republicans in the 2020 election. Wow. So $514 million was spent uh, by the Democrats, and only $200 million <laughs> only uh, was spent by the Republicans. Amazing. So, Amazing. yeah. Uh, so the, uh, the Democrats have, uh, have done a good job of embracing dark money. And uh, and so they can't. They continue, however. Uh, we, I'm a Democrat. Uh, we continue to uh, to shame the Republicans uh, for their big money uh, contributions, whereas we are doing exactly the same thing. Do you remember? So, the, uh, not to cut you off, but do you remember the Swift Boat ads? Right, they were famous in uh, 2004 when when Bush beat Kerry. And these ads were kind of anonymously done, and it allowed Bush to criticize the record of of John Kerry uh, while he was in Vietnam. And and again, he didn't want to. Yes, right. They were lying about him. Yes, they were. Right. And that yes. Was uh, yeah, I was just about to get to what do they what do they buy? Uh, what does all this uh, dark money buy? Well, uh, a huge amount of it goes into um, advertising, especially television advertising, but also it goes into social media. And uh, the right wing, uh, the MAGA wing, is famous for it. And, of course, that was 2004 uh, that uh, the Republicans were out and out lying. Uh, 
and and of course that was disgraceful, but it worked. And uh, so I think it, uh, the uh, the whole business of uh, of lying about the opposition has has burgeoned enormously, especially on the right. Uh, and uh, the big lie is, of course, uh, the uh, uh, the motivating factor for uh, for changing the uh, the voting rules in the states, because the big lie uh, claims that uh, uh, the the election was stolen from from Donald Trump, whereas there's absolutely no evidence that it was. But since uh, the right-wing media, in particular Fox News and Newsmax, but also right-wing uh, propaganda on uh, on social media, Facebook and Twitter, and any other uh, 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 social media of uh, medium, I should say, um, uh, I. Uh, that seems to be rather than newspapers or uh, news broadcasts. It seems to be social media, uh, Facebook, a lot of the time, Facebook, that purveys false information, disinformation, we call it. And uh, other countries are joining the the party there, spending money on their own money on uh, uh, seeing to it that their candidates that would favor them. In one way or another, and Russia is uh, is one very uh, very heavy player in all of this, uh, is uh, spending a lot on uh, disinformation in face on Facebook and and I'm sure Twitter as well. And of course, Twitter was uh, Donald Trump's favorite medium, uh, and it is a powerful one of the powerful uh, most powerful of the uh, social media outlets. No doubt. So that's one of the things that is uh that money is going for. But um uh but others the uh tax opposing tax the democratic tax uh, proposals and health care policies and uh all kinds of other um just about anything the Democrats advocate, actually, the dark money people will be spending money to destroy it. Uh, and that goes for infrastructure, all, all kinds of things. As I say, just about anything. Uh, the other thing, of course, uh, one of the other things is the, uh, judges, the judiciary, making, trying to make sure that the judiciary goes right wing by appointing as many judges as you possibly can squeeze through, uh, backing them with uh, with dark money, uh, and getting them in while you're in power, which happened, of course, during the four Trump years. And now the uh, Democrats are doing the same thing, uh, getting as many judges pushed through as possible <laughs> so the judiciary doesn't go completely right-wing as it was doing under Trump. So that's the sort of thing that's being bought by this uh, dark money. Can you think of something I've left out? I'm sure there's plenty. Uh, well, I mean, there's uh, you know, there probably is plenty, but you, what you're what you're hitting on are the uh, the key, you know, the the key moments. Uh, you know, the these are the these are the headlines, so to speak. More, you're going into into detail of uh, of, of what they are, but 
um, you know, people, I, I think it's important for the people listening to you um, that that they they take this and they can kind of see what's going on. They can see a commercial and say, oh, this is dark money. And that's why I was saying, saying in the beginning, you know, let's give the definition of dark money. Let's say, you know, what does what does dark money mean? And uh, and maybe they'll look at the end, you know, those little things on the bottom, the little disclaimers right. on yes. the bottom. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes a candidate will say, I approve of this message or, uh, right. or I support this message. Sometimes they don't. And you, you'll hear silence or you'll see uh, that this uh, th- this message paid for by citizens who care or, you know, something, some, you know, made up name. And you can kind of piece together what. Uh, what it is that you just watched and why it was put out. You know, I I heard something said a long time ago and uh, as a political rule, and they said, if you can only ask one question, if you can only ask one question, ask why, right? Why is this being said? Why is this being done? Because if you answer why, I, you you probably already know who it's about. You know you know that it's it's anti Biden or it's anti Trump or it's anti whatever. So you ask why, and then you can kind of follow everything else from there. You'll you'll find out uh, as we said who you'll you'll know what it is, what the issue is because that's uh, they'll be talking. You don't have to ask what and uh, mm-hmm. you know where. Uh, you know, most likely, uh, uh, you know, at the voting booth, you know, is where they want want the change, or uh, in uh, in a congressional vote that's coming there, and you can kind of figure that out. So, if you have to ask a single question about a uh, about a uh, an ad that's going on, or or what somebody's actually saying, ask yourself why. Ask why are they saying this, and all the other. All the other answers will will probably come from why, if you can figure out. And again, I'm not saying it's a it's a a perfect um, it's a perfect question to ask. But if you if you think about it, why answers a lot of the other questions uh, by just getting that that answer. So why uh, why are they saying this about Kerry? Because they couldn't they couldn't say. And again. This is not to, you know, get into, you know, a whole political thing here. But you couldn't defend George W. Bush's uh, military record because uh, compared to John Kerry, who did heroic things, uh, John Kerry did and the military did heroic things. And George W. Bush didn't. Right. He went into the National Guard and he got out of the war. And so they couldn't compete with that. So why did they say those things? Because they couldn't compete. And they had to lie, right? So they had to lie. So why did they do Swift Boat? Because John Kerry had a huge advantage over George Bush on that front, who had a better record, uh, and so forth. So, uh, you know, there goes dark money right there. Uh, They're spending the money. Right, absolutely. Because Mm. Bush didn't want to blatantly lie about it. So why did they do it? It's because uh, they had no defense. That's right. And, of course, the whole lie uh, during that administration uh, got us into uh, the war with Iraq, um, that Iraq was developing nuclear weapons. And I'm sure the dark money funded uh, those ads and, and a lot of those uh, uh, speeches and, uh, and uh, stuff that was uh, put on uh, social media to convince people and Fox News uh, to convince people that, uh, indeed, 
Saddam Hussein, who was developing nuclear weapons, and therefore we had to wipe him out. Whereas actually we were just going after Iraqi oil. Uh, so, uh, so uh, this is the sort of thing dark money does. Um, the uh, on the democratic side, um, I'll mention a couple of funds. The sixteen thirty fund is uh, is probably the heavyweight uh, in uh, dark money uh, gathering and spending in uh, on the democratic side. Uh, there's another. A group called the Arabella Advisors uh, that spent uh, 420 million, 410 million in, in 2020, uh, spent more than the Democratic National Committee itself did. Uh, but the, uh, whereas the uh, 1630 Fund has uh, revealed most of what they uh, were after in uh, in buying uh, and funding things. Uh, they were going after, uh, uh, of course, they were uh, buying attack ads against Trump and going after Rep Republican senators who were uh, vulnerable. Um, and issue adv advocacy campaigns as well. Uh, but the Arabella Fund is uh, so secretive that we have no data on what uh, what they have bought with their $410 million in, uh, in the past year. That is two years ago by now. So um, the Democrats uh, have been very vocal uh, in their desire to <clears throat> to suppress uh, dark money, and yet uh, they in or it's uh, they're claiming it's in self-defense, and I think that's correct actually that they've been spending and outspending uh, the Republicans, but I think. Uh, I think it's justified, but the the whole problem is, and this is what really frightens me, uh, is that uh, the people themselves are through the dark money efforts. Uh, they buy the propaganda, the ads which distort reality and truth on both sides, but uh, particularly on the right. Um, the people don't get a chance to know what the actual truth is, and therefore what's happening with dark money is that they are buying the elections. They are buying candidates. They're funding candidates, and uh, and they are thereby destroying democracy because the people don't know enough to make informed choices thanks to all the, the blitz of disinformation that's hitting them being bought by dark money. In the uh, in the Republican Party, we have the Lincoln Group, for instance, that is uh, run by the old Republican Party, which used to have principles and a program and um, a platform, a party platform. Uh, and they are, uh, were, I haven't seen any uh, Lincoln uh, ads lately, but I'm sure they'll come out with some uh, a little later on, closer to the election. But uh, they have some of the most effective ads uh, against the MAGA candidates. Uh, so it's uh, the Republican Party is divided against itself, the Lincoln Group against the MAGA Group. And of course, the MAGA Group is directed by uh, Donald Trump.
uh, or Donald Trump's allies and uh, who are acting in his name. Uh, so the, the Republican Party is divided, but I think that the majority of the Republican Party is going with the MAGA group, and that is frightening. So that's about it, uh, Frank, as far as what I have to say about dark money. But the main problem is precisely that big money is buying elections, determining who is going to be the president of the United States. Uh, I think $170 million, $174 million, I believe it was, was spent in 2020 uh, for uh, for Joe Biden, whereas $25 million only was spent on Trump. But, of course, he had the bully pulpit. He was the president. And so I think the uh, uh, the Republican big guns, the, the, the big pockets, didn't think it was necessary to spend so much on um, on his behalf because he was speaking on his own behalf through Twitter, for one thing. And he had 300 million followers uh, on Twitter, if you think about it, right? That's what he had was 300 million followers. And that doesn't mean that 300 million people saw, um, you know, saw those ads. Uh, a lot more saw his tweet. Well, I shouldn't say his ads, his, his tweets, because they would be retweeted, God knows how many times. They would be right. talked about on on air because often he would he would make a faux pas or he would uh, he would purposely say something that's that's uh, unbelievably provocative or downright offensive, and right. and, the, and the the free media would give Trump that that angle and they would uh, they would retweet him via you know CNN. CNN would would spend hours talking about it. they they'd spend hours yes. ripping him, but they would uh, that's they would right yeah his message out and so yeah oh that's the irony of attacking uh, attacking a lie is spreading the lie because you have to repeat it yeah exactly it and then you usually get the other side do you know in in 2016 I was watching it develop and prior to that. Prior to 2015, like uh, building up to it, and uh, and and then 2016 with the the primaries being what they were, I think the I think the media and and the the left media, you know, the progressive media, I I think that they were pushing Trump originally because they thought mm -hmm. he was funny. They thought he was uh, he was like ridiculous or or whatever. So they kept pushing him. And pushing mm -hmm. him and pushing him. And I think many of them thought, wouldn't this be funny if Donald Trump was the Republican candidate? And uh, a lot of them pushed him, pushed him, pushed him. And uh, and he started wiping out the 17 other challenges. I think it was 18 altogether with Trump, but 17 others. The uh, Marco Rubio's, the, uh, the Ted Cruz's. And by the way, uh, Trump wasn't nice to, to these folks. I think he called your senator Lying Ted. That was his yes. lying yes, exactly. Cruz, you know, and little Marco, which is really, you know, a, right. you know, terrible thing to say about a little, you know, a little Marco. And, and you know, he was uh, I, I forget what he said about Jeb, but he he just uh, uh, wiped the floor with uh, 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 Jeb Bush. I mean, they, he just, you know, embarrassingly um, undignified things. But the the media kind of pushed it. And then once they got to a certain point. I, I think a lot of them realize, oh, my God, what do we do? 
And yeah, yeah, it just took off. And they didn't think Mm -hmm. he would win. But when you know, on election night, when when Ohio came in for for Trump, it was like, oh my God, he's going to win Florida, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. You know, you you can't you can't lose almost if you win those uh, electorally. And 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 Hillary was done for. But I don't think anybody, myself included, thought Trump was going to ultimately win. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that night. (laughs) Oh, that was some night. I had company, and we were all glued to the uh, television uh, until late because we were hoping uh, against hope that something would save Hillary. But nope. (laughs) So so we got this guy who had been pushed as a joke um, as our president. And uh, and he is now worshipped, <laughs> literally worshipped by the Q people. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, circling back to uh, Elon Musk, um, it seems to me that this is all part of the picture of buying, buying news sources, therefore buying people's opinion and therefore buying the next election um, it is so terribly dangerous that one individual can direct the uh, tenor of the whether right or left uh, leaning of an entire news organization or social organization which is a news organization it's so incredibly dangerous and I am very frightened that it will uh, go right to the right. Yeah. What do you think, Frank? Well, it, it, the the interesting thing is, uh, right off the bat, is is Trump going to get his his uh, uh, Twitter account back in in full? Is he going to have? Yeah. It, you know, are they going to flick a switch on a light switch on, and and all of a sudden it's going to be here's three hundred million followers uh, again. I mean, are they? Are, is it like that? Is that what's going to happen? Because I think yes, I'm afraid. I'm afraid it will. Yeah. And if it does, then I think we may have a, a President Trump again in 2024. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you know, it, it's very likely. It is very likely that he gets that back. That Elon Musk. Um, gets uh, uh, by the way we were saying it was 14 billion i think it's 44 billion or something like that uh, with with yeah it's four, 44 billion yes 44 billion dollars i mean just think of what 44 billion dollars means you know i mean there's uh th- there's a thousand billionaires but i i don't I, I don't think more than 10 have 44 billion dollars right to uh, no no and he has uh, i think it was 174 billion so forty-four billion is a small amount, <laughs> to, uh, in his eyes, to spend for a whole, a whole news or, or rather social social uh, uh, organization like like Twitter. See, I don't think Fox <laughs> News would go for forty-four billion dollars, right? I mean, what's what's the worth of no? What's the worth of Fox News? It's it's less than that, right? Yeah, I expect it is. <laughs> So something I, I'm sure MSNBC is even less uh, expensive. Somebody could buy it too. 
So, some one of these billionaires, but the problem is that this is tending toward autocracy, autocracy of the very wealthy. Yeah, I, I mean, think about it. He's sending people to space. So is Richard Branson, and so is uh, uh, who's the other one? Bezos, uh, Jeff Bezos. Um, yeah, you know, uh, they're sending people to space. They're, uh, you know, he's he he wanted to uh, do electric cars, and he did electric cars, and he, uh, you know, now uh, he's. By this one purchase, by this one purchase, um, he, he did he make himself the most powerful man in the country, and and that's a that's a question. Could he, could Elon Musk at this point, because of Twitter, be the most powerful man in our country? I mean, next to Biden, of course, the president, of course, is the most uh, most powerful. But outside of of that, uh, outside of an elected public official. Is Elon Musk now the most powerful man in the country? He very well might be because um, because he outright he owns outright he all by himself <laughs> outright uh, owns a corporation which is normally owned by a group of people who can sort of mitigate the damage being done. Uh, because there are several people putting in their two cents uh, on any uh, any issue, but uh, in this case, Elon Musk can decide what the policy is going to be all by himself, and nobody can gainsay him. They can't contradict him. Um, they can, but it, but he's the boss. <laughs> so uh, so I fear I fear uh, greatly for for the country because. Uh, this kind of powerful information source is going to one individual. Think about this, too. I, there was something that he commented on. He made a comment on someone else's tweet. And, um, and who, oh, it was, uh, maybe it was AOC, uh, the uh, congresswoman, right, uh, from New York. Yeah. Who took over Joe Crowley's spot. Um, and, you know, she's a, a cultural phenomenon herself, you know, uh, young, super progressive. Right. And she made a comment and ripped uh, ripped Elon Musk. And he commented back and uh, and he said, oh, stop flirting with me. Or he said something along those lines or, uh, or whatever. I think he said something like that. But everyone saw, not only saw her tweet because they saw his his response, but he gets an opportunity. This is something that that I don't think is being talked about yet, but he has an opportunity to reach every single Twitter follower, right? Now, if mm -hmm. Trump has three hundred million, that's not all the Twitter followers. I mean, if you could believe it, right? That's not all the Twitter um, uh, that I say followers, whatever they are, uh, uh, participants. But Elon Musk could basically he could change the stock market. He could uh, he could. Put out these, uh, you know, these Bitcoin type cryptocurrency um, right. situations, and he could just all he has to do is tweet it out there, and it will probably mm -hmm. go through the roof. Uh, Elon Musk, uh, it'll be interesting to see what you know. Mark his his uh, net worth now, and and mark the net worth a year from now uh, to figure out what. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's even the power part of it. You know, obviously it's money, and he's going to get more and more money. He's the richest man in the world. He's uh, whatever. But what, what is, 
what is his political power going to be? If he hands the right. back over to 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 uh, former President Trump, does he make him the future President uh, Trump? He can make these things happen. Could he could he comment negatively on on things that that President Biden is trying to do? Yeah, or, you know, of course he could. Amazing. Uh, yes, he has an unbelievable amount of power now. That that is what I'm saying, which uh, which indicates to me that we are headed towards an autocracy of social media through. Uh, through disinformation, propaganda, uh, or simply opinion of one individual, and that is what we what we call autocracy. Uh, and uh, so, whether he's elected or not, that's not uh, not even relevant. He's got the money, and it's money that is talking these days. Yeah, it always has. <laughs> yeah, right. It's never the money's never been mute. Uh, it's always been able to talk, and uh, uh, you know a lot of things. Uh, uh, you know may get attention, but nothing quite like that. But what a move that he made! It'll also be interesting to see what his next move is. What else does he try to buy? But uh, mm-hmm. but Twitter was was one heck of a a move for him to do. Right, let me ask you a little closer to home: uh, Has the Greg Abbott, uh, Beto O'Rourke? Um, uh, you know, showdown has it has it uh, made anything interesting yet, or is everyone just uh, concentrating on the primaries at this point? I think they are only uh, talking about primaries. But uh, Greg Abbott has spent uh, he has appropriated a couple of billion I don't remember how many billion dollars from other that have already been allocated to other causes and other needs like the electrical grid for instance uh to uh, uh to add more uh, reinforcements to the border wall and and to the uh, to the uh, uh national guard troops and so on he is insisting that uh the biden policy is equal to the, an open border uh, that we are being invaded by hordes and hordes of Hispanics from all over, or just immigrants from all over the world, and uh, and of course this is going to destroy the United States. Uh, white people are being replaced by these brown people, uh, colored folks, um, which is a very loose term and could cover everybody from Asians to black people, uh, and every every color in between. Uh, and so he is stirring up uh, on the uh, for the benefit of his own election, of course, uh, the, the sentiments of the people, trying to frighten them into voting for him by saying, you know, just look at the hordes of people coming in. And apparently, uh, the the, uh, the border, the actual border patrol people who are paid uh, to take care of those matters are saying it's no worse than it has been all along. Uh, there's no great uh, in- increase in uh, in border and pressure on the border. Um, I have not heard any commentary coming from Beto O'Rourke, however, so I don't know what's happening on uh, as far as the two of them are concerned, but I'm sure something will be forthcoming shortly. And if so, then we can have a program on that. Yeah. 
it's it's fascinating uh, what's uh, what's going on, and uh, you know the two names. You know, people have said to me, and I was on a, a show the other day, I think in uh, Akron, Ohio, and, and I did uh, you know one a little closer to home here in New York, and someone said if Trump doesn't run, uh, who who do you see um, uh, being the candidate? And I said, well, who knows? Maybe the Trump people will gravitate towards DeSantis. Or maybe they'll gravitate towards Abbott, um, but it, it's not—it's not out of the question that your governor, if uh, if Trump doesn't exist as a candidate, um, or if he gets in some kind of trouble where he's uh, um, uh, where where he's uh, incapable of running, you know, uh, something, yeah, yeah. something like that—that that your governor could uh, could pick up the mantle, or um, DeSantis or, would be the other, right. Those would be the the two. I mean, they're from huge states. They're governors, and they they've raised tremendous money, and, and they they get free press. Both of them get free press, and so you know your your race. If Democrats want to, uh, you know, want to uh, get involved in a race, and I'm not saying they should or they shouldn't, but uh, if Democrats are listening. They want to get involved in a race. Uh, they should hope that Beto O'Rourke wins the. Uh, yeah. There, because that'll eliminate one of the potential heirs to to Trump's, um, you know. Father. That's right. Yeah, and then on the other side, there's a question: if uh, if Biden decides not to run again for a second term, uh, people are saying that they don't think the vice president is up to it, and so they're looking around, wondering who who might be the candidate if she doesn't run. Uh, and uh, or is uh, considered uh, not not the top choice for for running for uh, replacing Joe Biden, and uh, I think that if Beto wins the election, then he would be one of the uh, top choices for uh, for president um, to replace Joe Biden. Uh, but then there are there are others. There are some uh, incredible senators that we have on the Democratic side. Uh, so I I think we've got some very good candidates there. Uh, in case, yeah. but I'm I'm hoping that uh, that Biden will be well well enough uh, and uh, willing enough to to go ahead. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta wonder uh, if the Democrats are looking at him. As you know, because what they the Democrats clearly got behind Biden, you know, the old, yeah. old you know, the, the the what they call the uh, traditional Democrats or what it, uh, the establishment. Democrats. That's right. Yeah. The, the Clinton. Yeah. Middle of the road. Yeah. yeah. Those, those right. got behind because they saw, saw Bernie Sanders taking the lead and they said, you know what? And if you look back at South Carolina that ended up doing it. Uh, for for Biden and it was uh, uh, you know Claiborne uh, down there uh, really uh, it was an unsung hero for for Biden and the moderate Dems but they knew that's right they knew yeah. that Trump wanted Bernie Sanders that's who he wanted to mm -hmm. run against. he didn't want to run against Biden and and you see why because Mo Biden is, is a moderate guy I mean no matter how you want to paint him as being super left wing uh, he's he's moderate you know he's just yeah he's always been. And, um, you know, I think the fact that Obama being the first African-American uh, candidate, you know, for a, a national office 
uh, he needed to pick somebody who wasn't radically left uh, because he sure. was considered radically left, which, of course, Obama wasn't <laughs> radically left. No, he wasn't. No, that's Very right. Close. I mean, he was, uh, you know, but it, he because he was black, because he was African-American, they needed uh, they needed to put somebody in that was uh, safe to the masses. And Biden was. And then once again, they needed somebody to defeat Trump that was safe to the, the masses. And it was it was Biden. Now that that he's done that, are they going to give him an opportunity to run again? Uh, or is his age going to be an uh, excuse for his lack of, um, um, you know, and, and it's it's terrible that they do this. It's ageism for sure. But, uh, you know, is it uh, are they going to point to senility? You know, that uh, that look, he's not capable of doing it. Uh, that's certainly that's what the uh, uh, the anti Biden people are going to do. Yeah. Well, of course, the reason the reason Biden hasn't achieved what he planned to achieve is thanks to uh, uh, Mansion and Cinema. <laughs> yeah. So those two Democrats have uh, have scuttled um, Biden's program all by themselves, and thanks to um, McConnell's uh, hold over the uh, the Republican Senate. Um, he's got these people scared so that they will all vote as block. Uh, they do not think for themselves. Only occasionally some of them will will escape the, the corral and vote their consciences, uh, but that's very rare. Uh, so uh, so the combination of Mansion Cinema and, and McConnell and his horde uh, have blocked what Biden wanted to do, and Biden there is is being blamed for it. Yeah, so it's all Biden's fault. Um, nobody actually looks in the uh, and looks at the real reasons why these things are tied up and not, especially the voting, uh, the bill to protect our uh, rights to vote. Um, and against uh, gerrymandering and all that, which is going along. Uh, Merrily, in the state legislatures that are uh, the states that are ruled by govern uh, Republican governors, uh, so we desperately need to pass that voting rights bill, uh, and uh, uh, and the John Lewis bill, um, uh, and and the, uh, the the other infrastructure, uh, which is actually social, the social. Uh, rights uh, bill also needs to be passed, but it's stuck. And, of course, Biden's to blame for it. Biden's to blame for the uh, uh, for the inflation. Anything that goes wrong, blame Biden. Yep. Uh, nobody is actually thinking through the situation, and that is something that angers me also. Yeah. If you're a Democrat, and you and you wonder whether if, if there's a devil on this earth. If you're a Democrat, uh, you you got two, you got Mansion and you got Cinema, uh, because they have stopped you from uh, from getting just about anything. Tony, you got you, you, right. Cer certainly, uh, they they put an excellent candidate up for a Supreme Court. I mean, impeccable candidate, and and she got through. You know, but uh, yeah, yeah, at least that. that. Yeah, at least mm -hmm. you got that. And the one thing that could be a game changer, and again, I'm trying not to take a position on, on, on this in particular, but uh, the the difference could be, and and it's, it's so frightening to uh, to pro-choice people, 
is uh, is could uh, June become a showdown, and and could uh, could the Supreme Court actually overturn overturn Roe versus Wade? And if that happens, then any any gains that the Republicans thought they would they would get are going to be at least uh, at least be uh, countered by an awakening yeah. Democratic Party. Because right now the Democratic voters aren't motivated to come out in the midterm elections. They just aren't. Mm-hmm. They're asleep uh, at, at the switch or they're asleep. They're, they feel good. They got their president in there. They got this and, and they're just getting beat up. And uh, it, and the one thing that could wake them up is Roe versus Wade. And that you, we would yeah. need a whole show. We need many shows to just talk about that. And you have in the past, but uh, that's the one thing that could possibly wake things up. If Roe versus, uh, versus Wade gets overturned you might even see you may even see um better or rock win the um uh the uh, the governorship the governorship yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's very <clears throat> excuse me that's very possible uh the other thing that might wake people up a little bit uh is the uh, report of the uh January 6th committee yes oh yes big time and so uh, those two things together might motivate the Democrats to get out and vote, but um, but I fear that the uh, Supreme Court, the right wingers on the Supreme Court, know that if they come down uh, against Roe v. Wade before the uh, midterms, uh, that they may uh, motivate the other side, and so they're not going to make up their minds until right afterwards. I bet you. Uh, yeah, no, I I would think I would think that it's not going to, but for some reason it it, it it starts to look like a a June showdown. Uh, but if, if if the Republicans know what they're doing, they're gonna they're not gonna have that showdown until uh, until later. And I thought Abbott was the one guy that that could uh, screw that up for the Republicans. You know, that yeah. he could uh, you know with his his uh, stuff. You know, some of the uh, some of the other Southern states that have just been waiting and waiting and waiting to overturn Roe versus Wade and uh and and they would uh, they would do it on a motion rather than think about it um for yeah. if you're a democrat uh if they're going to overturn it you'd rather them do it before the election than after the election and not that you want them to do it at all but uh it, you know this way the democrats uh would be awakened by it anyway yes we started with dark money and we kind of end with dark subjects uh here and <laughs> politics but a final word doc on on dark money and uh and and what people should be looking for if they want to be educated voters when it comes to dark money exactly right and of course all the the uh, propaganda is uh, coming from twitter anyway uh we have to keep an eye on that because it may swing heavily to the right uh, and there's not much we can do about it except watch out and try to uh, be aware uh, of uh, of the disinformation that may be coming out. Watch for it. And to everyone out there, uh, The Choice is the latest book of your host, uh, Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg. And the one right prior to that, right prior to that was before the Alamo. Both are excellent. Uh, they are must-reads. Doc, thank you very much for everything you do. And each and every week, you bringing your wisdom and your your thoughts to us. Thank you very much. 
Well, you're most welcome. Uh, I I do what I can. I think uh, my my voice is a drop in the bucket for sure. But uh, uh, if if I bring if I help people to think before they make up their minds, look at as many facts as they can gather before they make a choice, uh, then I have done a good thing. <laughs> well, and listen, you, uh, you certainly do that. And uh, and uh, compared to Elon Musk at this point, everyone is a drop in the I think uh, the major news organizations may be a drop in the bucket to uh, compared to Elon Musk and uh, where he's heading. So, uh, you know, you know, buckle your seatbelt, everyone. We're going to see where this takes us, where this wild ride takes us. But uh, yeah, it starts uh, starts and ends possibly with uh, with Elon Musk and what he does. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. You've been listening to the Florence Weinberg Show. And everyone, get the books. Uh, the 15th and 16th book before the Alamo and the choice. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on the Florence Weinberg Show. <laughs>